more time. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Good morning to you. This is the Monday morning quarterback edition of the State of the Saints podcast. And as you can see, I'm at the radio station right now. And I want to say good morning to each and every one of you because I am recording this and doing this live in the morning. So if you're catching it in the afternoon or you're catching it at night, a good evening, a good night to you. But we're going to go ahead and talk about the New Orleans Saints victory over the Detroit Lions. This was a really good game for the black and gold. They won by a score of 35 to 29. And um, I think that we all can kind of take a deep breath right now, you know, focus on, um, you know, the the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday night football coming up next week. Uh, Man, the Saints have been on primetime all season long, man. I think this is the first time all season the Saints haven't had a high profile game. Uh, but the New Orleans Saints, they did a lot of things well. You know, they they ran the football 42 times. Uh, Drew Brees played outstanding yesterday. You know, I mean, he turned back the clock. He was uh, throwing the ball down the field. He uh, answered some some of the questions that were about him, about, you know, him throwing the ball downfield. And, uh, you know, you got the, the Drew Brees supporters out there, man, in full force, you know, ready to, you know, type on their phones and type on their computers telling everybody that, they told us so. They told us, you know, that Drew Brees, uh, nothing wrong with him. Drew Brees, he's still the same quarterback he was when he was 27 years old. Um, but Drew Brees did an outstanding job. Uh, this, this backup cornerbacks, uh, P.J. Williams and Patrick Robinson did a really good job in this game too. But by no stretch of the imagination is this a perfect game for the New Orleans Saints. The defense uh, still has some issues that they need to clean up. Uh, they still can't get off the field on third down. The red zone efficiency, uh, red zone defense, rather, has been absolutely atrocious. Uh, I think the Detroit Lions were down in the red zone five times and they scored four. So that's definitely something that you can, uh, you definitely have to clean up. But there's a lot of things that you can build on. You know, I said yesterday on the State of the Saints podcast about Traquan Smith and Emmanuel Sanders, you know, the injury to Michael Thomas. You know, it kind of came as a blessing in disguise because I don't think that the chemistry between Traquan and Emmanuel Sanders would be with Drew Brees if Michael Thomas was still in the lineup. Now that you don't have your security blanket, now that you don't have the guy that had 149 receptions, you now have to rely on guys who, you know, that you really didn't have to rely on last season. And you can see the emergence of Traquan Smith, who I feel like was the Saints MVP on yesterday. You know, he went out there, man. He caught that crucial third down play that went to him. Drew Brees trusted him enough in order to call his number. You know, saying Sean Payton uh, called his number, and he and he delivered, man. Traquan Smith did an outstanding job on yesterday. I think that him being on the outside that is his element because you know he did a lot of the outside stuff playing on the flank uh, when he was at uh, Central Florida, and uh, that was one of the reasons why the Saints ended up drafting him because all the explosive plays that he had. 
this is one of those games where you can just look at, you know, the stats and, and it, I mean, it basically just tells the whole story. Uh, the Detroit Lions, uh, you know, and the New Orleans Saints, this game was about, you know, run defense, you know what I'm saying, and, and the lack thereof. Uh, the Detroit Lions run defense is horrible, okay? They were, I think they were giving up maybe like 150-plus yards per game, and the Saints exposed it. I mean, you run the ball 42 times over 164 yards. Uh, Latavius uh, Murray uh, had a t- uh, two touchdowns, and Alvin Kamara had one touchdown. So the Saints came into this game realizing that the Detroit Lions suffered uh, when it came to the run defense. And also the time of possession. Uh, the Saints held on to the football 13 minutes more than the Detroit Lions. I mean, this is this is classic football on the road, right? Controlling the time of possession, running the football, throwing the football when you have to. And that's how you get the results that you're looking for. Uh, I think that this should be the formula for the New Orleans Saints going forward. Okay, this is what I feel. I feel like the New Orleans Saints need to put more emphasis on the running game. They should become more of a run-dependent team. I feel like all the members of the offensive line, I think they up to the task, man. I mean, I know Ryan Ramchek went down, and that, that kind of hurt us in the second half. I mean, the running game went with them. And, uh, you know, but I still feel like the Saints need to be a more run-dominant team. I mean, even with Andrews Pete, you know, it's, you know, I think Andrews Pete is a, a, a pathetic uh, pass blocker, but he is a really good run blocker. I mean, that's what he, that was his bread and butter at Stanford. And I think that you have guys like Ryan Ramchek who went to Wisconsin. I mean, come on, man, give me a break. Wisconsin is is O-line you. You know what I'm saying? You know how you talk about LSU being DBU or Ohio State being DBU. Wisconsin is O-line you. You know what I'm saying? They they just go out there and they just get guys on the offensive line and they, they just turn into uh, future Hall of Famers. And Ryan Ramchek is one of those guys. So I do feel like the Saints need to change from being one of those teams that just throw the ball all over the place to a more ground and pound team. Uh, there are very few teams this season that were able to stop the New Orleans Saints from doing what they needed to do, you know, which is run the football. You know what I'm saying? For the exception of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and even in that game, and in most instances, when Saint when the Saints needed to run the football and get yards, they got it. You know, but uh with the when it came to the Raiders, when it came to the Packers in this game yesterday against the Detroit Lions, the Saints uh are running the ball really, really well. And, uh, you know, I have to say this, you know, I've been I've been stressing this for months here on the State of the Saints podcast all in the offseason. I think that the Saints need to run the football. You know, I think that that was very, very important. And yes, I am going to pat myself on the back because this is the recipe for success. You have a 41 year old quarterback who you you don't have that that luxury anymore of counting on him to go out there and throw the ball 35, 36 to even 40. Five forty-six times a game anymore. Okay, I mean we love that Drew Brees, right? Anytime the defense stinks, the Drew Brees can go out there and bail them out. But you don't have that anymore, man. And I, I feel like we should be doing Drew Brees a favor. Okay, Drew Brees has done us so many favors, you know, by making this team relevant, and, and you know, what I'm saying in the midst of mediocrity around him. You know, what I'm saying this defense has been hard for years, and Drew Brees had to go out there and throw for like three and four hundred yards just to keep us in the game. I feel like you have to look out for Drew Brees in this case. You got to change the way that you're uh, structuring the offense. You you got to be able to run the football, which they have been doing. So, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, and focus more on the running game. You know what I'm saying? Control the time of possession. I think the Saints did a really good job controlling the time of possession. If you look, when they got that lead, the majority of 
the plays, you know, that before it was snapped was coming in inside of five seconds. You know what I'm saying? They just milked the whole entire clock. And that's that's the way that you're supposed to win games, man. So if they control the time of possession, if they run the football and then Drew Brees keeps the defense honest by throwing the ball down the field, that that's what people need to understand. The Saints throwing the ball down the field was the reason why Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray were eating. You know, I think that people get things misconstrued, you know what I'm saying? Like when they say, oh, we want Drew Brees to throw uh, 30 and 40-yard bombs, but they don't put it in context. Well, they don't put it in context for me, so I'll do it for you. The reason why I'm saying you need to throw the ball down the field is because you keep the defense honest and the defense can't stack seven and eight in a box. So if they know that Drew Brees isn't going to be checked down Charlie and throw the ball five to five to seven yards each play, they can load the box and they can come and try to uh, rush Drew Brees. But if you throw the ball over the head of the de- of the defense, then that will have to have cause them to actually spread out. And while they're spreading out, it, it creates lanes. Okay, and that's why it's important for to get other guys involved because. If you're worried about Callaway and you're worried about Traquan and you're worried about Emmanuel Sanders and you're worried about Jared Cook when he comes back and you're worried about Adam Troutman, then you can't go out here and blitz Drew Brees because those guys, are, you know, make you pay. So by you throwing a ball down the field, it spreads out the defense and it creates open lanes for Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara to run through. But as long as you're checking it down, uh, that, that's going to cause the defense to play up seven, eight in the box. So even if you try to run the ball, even if you try to run the ball, it is, you know what I'm saying, it's not going to be successful. So I think that was the recipe for success on, on yesterday. You know, and, and for all those people out there, I mean, I, I can't believe that I'm I'm about to explain this. But you got a lot of people out there for some apparent reason. You know, like I said, they couldn't wait to try to pounce on, on me and the State of the Saints podcast and all those other people that was talking about Drew Brees. Look, I can't speak for everybody else, but I can speak for me. All right. I don't mind eating crow. I don't. I don't mind eating crow who that nation. I don't mind saying that I'm wrong. I don't mind saying that. But if you're going to tell me that I'm wrong, at least, at least come at me with some facts. Don't come at me with what you thought I said. Come at me with something that I actually said. I'm getting people telling me that I said Drew Brees was washed. I never said that Drew Brees was washed. But that comes from people that don't watch the podcast and they only look at the titles. So for all those people out there that only look at the titles and don't even take the time to listen to what I got to say, I can give not a damn what you think. These are for the people that I know that watch the show, but they, they, they're putting my words, you know, they're misconstruing my words. So let me clarify. When I was talking about Drew Brees, I said that Drew Brees was declining, which he is. Drew Brees is declining because Drew Brees threw the ball for uh, 25 times today, right? And the Saints won. Drew Brees threw the ball 36 times, almost 40 times the last game, and they lost, right? You know what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to say is Drew Brees cannot just put this team on his back like he once did anymore. If this was like 2010, 2011, then Drew Brees, then Drew Brees would throw the ball down the field you know what I'm saying? And, and, and no matter how sorry the defense was, we were still in the game. Drew Brees cannot put no longer put this team on his back. He can't. You know what I'm saying? He, he just can't. On, you know what I'm saying? You got a quarterback that every now and then you'll get into a shootout and he'll be able to go out there and go toe-to-toe, blow for blow. But every single week, Drew Brees can't go out there and just 
battle, you know what I'm saying, some of the best in the league like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he needs help. He needs guys that can, you know what I'm saying, that can compliment him. So that's what I was That's what I was saying as far as where this decline. I never used the word washed. I never said that Drew Brees was washed. I even gave a definition of washed. But, of course, once again, people hear what they want to hear. So I have a whole bunch of, you know what I'm saying, State of the Saints podcast uh, information that you can go check out. And I encourage everybody to check out. The only thing that you can say, uh, you know what I'm saying, that I've said about Drew Brees is when they lost to the Green Bay Packers, I said, why can't they see that the guy just don't have it anymore? And what I meant by he didn't have it anymore, meaning that he doesn't have that strong ability to constantly bail you out game in, game out, straight up. And we even knew, like, even the biggest Drew Brees supporter, even the biggest Drew Brees supporter would tell you that Drew Brees was not playing as confident as he normally did. This game to this game on yesterday, Drew Brees played with a whole bunch of confidence. He played with a gleam in his eye. He heard people talking. He heard about the 4.3 yards of air distance. And he went out there and he balled out. So let's not pretend like what I'm saying didn't have any validity. You know what I'm saying? Y'all just didn't like what I was saying because you always in your feelings about Drew Brees. And look, spare me that whole thing about, oh, Drew Brees has done so much for us. Drew Brees has done so much for us. When we were mediocre and we were terrible, Drew Brees came in. Look, Drew Brees, that is true, man, but that's not going to stop me from talking about Drew Brees if he deserved criticism. 4.3 yards of air distance is not good, man. Checking the ball down every single game is not good. Did Drew Brees play good in this game? Absolutely. And I'm going to give him his credit when he plays good. But if I know that Drew Brees is capable of doing more, yes, I am going to criticize him. Yes, I am. But some people can't understand how a person can criticize somebody, what, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and like them. My mom loves me. My mom still criticizes me. My mom critiques me every time I do this show. Right, seriously. I get phone calls, texts from my mom all the time. You know, you were scratching your face a little bit more. Uh, uh, pick up the energy. Like, my mom always does that. Does that mean my mom don't love my show? Absolutely not. My mom just wants me to be the best version of myself. So I stand by what I said about Drew Brees because he did look, he, he did look, Oh, these last few games. So he did play well on yesterday. So I gave him the credit that he deserves. I'm not sitting up here and, and you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm just on a, a personal crusade to try to destroy Drew Brees. That's what people like to hear. I have people like getting into my inbox. What you think now? What you got to say now? I'm, I'm, I got the same energy. Like that's what y'all understand. I got the same energy because my energy don't waver from play to play and down to down like some of y'all. You know, some of y'all wait until a person has the worst game possible or the best game possible. If I say something, then you won't come at me. You know, like where, where's the consistency in that? You know, so I don't mind saying that I'm wrong, but I wasn't wrong. And am I going to eat crow? Absolutely not. Because I never said that Drew Brees was washed. The only thing I said with Drew Brees was on the decline, which he is. You're not you're 41 years old. You're not going to be the same as you were at 27. I even gave examples. Anybody that ever watched the State of the Saints podcast, you know I give examples all the time, right? I even gave examples about how I felt about decline and the difference between decline and wash. Nobody wants to hear that because you have a lot of people out here who like to discredit people. And maybe, you know, they just wish that they can actually sit behind a mic and talk and be able to analyze the game and, you know what I'm saying, have interactions and stuff like that. Maybe they 
have an issue with that. But I'm sorry, man. You know, I am. You know, I'm, so I'm willing to help anybody that would like to start a podcast or whatever like that. But you can't you can't take me down, man. I love this, this team too much. I got too much passion for this team. I've been a Saints fan since I was four years old. So don't care what anybody talking about really seriously, you know. And um, I've been saying for months about the Saints and what the recipe is. Look, I don't just complain and talk about the team. I give solutions to the problem. I do. I, I give solutions. If I'm criticizing the team, I don't just criticize the team and leave it at that. I give solutions. My solution was to run the football, control the time of possession, and throw the ball when need to be thrown. That was the recipe for success. And that's what the Saints did on yesterday, and that's why they had one of their best showings of the year. So if you want to sit up there and criticize me and say something that I didn't say to try to make everybody like, oh, yeah, he did say that. He did say that. Oh, no, no, no. Fine. But I stand by what I said, man. Drew Brees did not play good uh, the last of uh, the, the first couple games of the season. This was his best game. You know, this was his best game. No doubt about it. This was his best game. And his best game came when the running game uh, rushed uh, the ball 42 times. So, there you have it. Why are you explaining? Uh, it is the truth. Uh, Tamara, I'm explaining because you have a lot of people out here who try to, uh, you know, try to discredit what I say. And then on top of that, a lot of people don't understand what I say. So I like to clarify. I like to clarify, man. I like to clarify what people, you know, I like to clarify with people because a lot of people don't look at this. They don't look at this podcast. They don't. And I find it funny that, I find it funny before, like, I post podcasts, right? I find it funny. I could just post the title, and then people just start, like, commenting on it. A lot of times if I'm talking, like, a lot of times if I put a title on there, the title don't indicate what I'm going to talk about or if I'm for or against something. But, you know, people be ready to type, which just shows me, you know, that people, that this is the reason why we're in the state that we're in right now as far as, as a world. Because people don't want to talk to each other, don't want to don't want to do the research, and they just look at the fine print and don't go into the whole article itself. Uh, definitely was uh, committed to the run game on yesterday. Yes, they were, they were, and that was the the recipe for success. Mighty Mouse says, "Good morning, TJ. Who that brother? What's going on, Mighty Mouse? Pre- appreciate that, man. Appreciate you stopping by." Uh, you don't have to clarify yourself. I mean, you said what you said, but you never said he was washed. Yeah, I never said he was washed. I, I never that like I even like I said, I even gave examples. And like I said, Kim, I just do that because I want to clarify, you know, but I'm pretty sure they they won't hear it because they don't listen to the podcast. Uh, Chargers are starting a rookie quarterback. Then their running back got hurt and arguably the best player during James is out for the season. The Chargers are. Mid-tier at best. Brady should have had that from the start. Um, look, I'm not going to discredit the Chargers. Um, they did an outstanding job on yesterday. They were leading that game by uh, about 17 points. Is, you know, so I'm not going to sit up here and, and, and poo-poo on Justin Herbert. I don't discredit anybody. Anybody can have a good game, and we all know. Folks, let's, let's not pretend here. Let's not act like just because the Saints won yesterday, like this defense, all the problems are solved. This defense still was getting shredded like cheese. You know what I'm saying? They still was out there giving up big plays. And, and let's not act like Justin Herbert is a scrub or something like that, man. This kid can play. 
So I'm not going to look at their team and be like, oh, this guy hurt, that guy hurt, because these guys play with a lot of pride, a lot of passion, and they just want they want to win just as much as the Saints do. So I need to see what I need to see this. I need to see the Saints go out there and perform, and I'm not going to discredit uh, the Los Angeles Chargers because they have a really good pass rush. And as you can see on yesterday, Ryan Ramchek went down. He's in concussion protocol. So, and we've seen how uh, uh, the drop off that they had at the offensive line once Ramchek wasn't in the game. And I'm not one of those people that's like, man, let Ramchek play. Let Ramchek play. Oh, he was in concussion protocol. He'll play. No, look, these head injuries are serious. They're, they're serious. We we know now we're we're very learned about CTE and some of the brain trauma that some of these players uh, get. And I'm not trying to put Ryan Ramchek on the field at the expense of his health just because I want to beat the Los Angeles Chargers and be a playoff contender. He is the most important priority uh, to me as far as, you know, what I'm saying like his health is concerned. Uh, if he can if he can play, he can go out there and ball out then fine. But do not put Ryan Ramchek on the field. If this guy isn't ready to play and that pass rush of the Chargers is really, really good. So don't don't act as if, you know, what I'm saying the Chargers are just, you know, chopped liver or something like that. The Chargers uh, was given the, the the Kansas City Chiefs a run for their money before Patrick Mahomes ended up putting that game into overtime. This, this team is not one of those teams where y'all can just, you know, overlook. This is a really good football team. You know, and they, they really competitive. You know, they just need to learn how to close games. So don't be surprised if this game is nip and tuck from start to finish. Tom Brady is also on decline. They are in their 40s for crying out loud. Exactly. But people don't want to understand it because they don't understand the difference between declining and washed. They think declining and washed is the same. You know, and, and not to mention people hear what they want to hear because, you know, they want to have like some type of uh, adversarial story. You know what I'm saying? To, to, to tell. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, you know, like you was against Drew Brees. Or, you don't like Drew Brees, man. You said he was on the decline. And when they hit decline, they hit a word washed. They hit a word like he can't do it no more. Nah, decline. I'm in a decline. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're in a decline. Period. You know, like if you don't believe me, keep living. I know I got a lot of young people out there that listen to this show, probably in college. Uh, you know, probably, you know, in senior year, high school, you know, I even got some young kids, you know, that look at my show, like my nephews and my uh, my little cousins. But keep living. Keep living. Who that, TJ? We played very well yesterday. Love the run game. We need to keep doing that. Right, let me sit up a little bit because some guy uh, told me the other day that <laughs> that I look like I'm be trying to be smug. You know what I'm saying? On, on the show. He said, I'm sitting in the chair looking smug. So. Y'all tell me if I'm looking smug or not, okay? I don't want nobody to think that I'm, you know, you know looking smug and, and and don't take uh, me trying to project and trying to put the energy out there. Don't don't get that misconstrued with me trying to be, you know, smug because I'm not. <laughs> we definitely need to see more from the defense. Like, come on, man. Week after week, I see so little improvement. Uh, I will say this, though. I'm, I'm Look, I'm going to get a sense of a little bit of a bail out here. Uh, Brianka, I'm gonna give him a bailout. If you look around the NFL, a lot of teams, a lot of teams are struggling defensively, man. Like even the Seattle Seahawks, man, a team that's been known for their defense throughout the years. San Francisco 49ers, you know what I'm saying? Like they're struggling, which, which we understand. Solomon Thomas and Nick Bosa are out for the season. But there's a lot of teams around here that are playing very little defense. Very little. You know, so I don't know if 
like, well, I know what it is. It's, it's the lack of uh, off-season activities. So a lot of teams are struggling defensively. The only thing about the Saints is, man, they just need to work on a technique. My goodness. My goodness, man. Like, why is it that they just can't turn their heads around? You know, the, the, the defense that the Saints was playing on yesterday, or were playing on yesterday, was, were, anyway. The defense that they were playing on yesterday, a lot of those safeties and corners were around the ball. They, they were around the ball. All they had to do was turn their heads around. The interception before Marcus Williams got the interception, all right, I, I'm calling it an interception because it should have been one. When, it, when Matthew Stratford dropped the ball in the middle between Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Williams, if Marcus Williams would have looked up, he would have caught that ball, would have been an interception. Instead, I mean, he caught the interception a couple of plays later, but Azalone got illegal contact, which, look, man, these referees suck. But anyway, you know, like they just need to turn their heads around. You know, and, and I think it's being taught. It's being taught to them. That, that's the only logical explanation I have is this technique is being taught to them or they're not putting enough emphasis on their cover skills downfield I'm telling you if I was a head coach the only thing I would do is man anytime the ball is in the air these guys are going to get a pass interference I mean it would be bombs away for me if I was a quarterback it'd be bombs away I'll just tell I'll just tell my my receiver to run streak routes that's the only thing I would say like, keep on running. I'm going to throw the ball down the field. Rather, you're going to catch the ball or you're going to be a pass interference. Either way, we're going to get 47 yards on this play. So, I don't know, man. They need to work on their technique. I think that's the reason. That's, that's the thing that's going to get Dennis Allen fired. You're right, TJ. Uh, their record may prove otherwise. Uh, they're talented on both uh, phases of the ball. And Keenan Allen, to me, is the most underrated route runner in the league. Yep. Keenan Allen is a really good wide receiver. Um, he's one of those top 10 receivers. He's one of those guys nobody really talk about because, you know, the Chargers have uh, had some bad luck over the years. But Keenan Allen is really, really good. And uh, if Keenan Allen played for the Patriots, he played for the Cowboys, everybody would know who Keenan Allen is. A lot of people have selective hearing. Uh, ain't that the truth? Uh, Mike says, in his opinion, Alana uh, uh, giving some emojis here, to, you know, saying who that to Alana. Uh, Leslie says a lot of people have selective hearing. He said it again. Uh, once again, Malcolm Jenkins still getting abused in the backfield. Well, that's no surprise, Reggie. I mean, the guy's not the same guy he once was, but he did play tough, man. I mean, that's one thing you can't say about Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, he, he is a guy who competes, you know. But for every Malcolm Jenkins, I mean, you got a Marcus Williams out there who doing the same exact thing. It's hard for me to, like, pick one guy out because – the secondary has been playing God awful all season long. So, I mean, you can basically plug and play anybody. You know what I'm saying? The best person in, in, in the secondary this year has been DJ Swearinger. You know, and CJ Garner Johnson had one of his best games. I think he had his best game as a New Orleans Saint. I mean, he was all over the field. He led the team in tackles with six. And we not we can't forget about that end around that could have went yard that he stopped. I'm talking about like if that if he didn't tackle the wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, that guy would have scored a touchdown. So, uh, see, see, the dudes did an outstanding job, man. And look, man, they need to keep DJ Swearinger in that lineup. Like, seriously, they need to keep that man in there. Bro, the 49ers just got beat by the Eagles. 2020, anything goes. Yep. And 
And the NFC East is the worst division in football, which uh, I don't understand why they get all the attention. It, it sucks. Uh, do the season? Do you think the season will be shortened due to COVID nineteen? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Um, I think when you're dealing with billionaires and a billion dollar corporation, these guys want money. You know, even though they're not getting money from the fans, they're getting money from advertisers, right? So they're not trying to leave no dollar on the ground. So they're going to try to do everything within their power to make sure that they have a 16-game season, you know what I'm saying, and that goes through 17 weeks. And we all know that they want to have more games. So, you know, they ain't going nowhere. It's not. Uh, I'm starting to feel like Malcolm is just a liability at this point in coverage. He made some good plays, but Jenkins is the best around the line. Yeah, he is. You know, I mean, but – like I said, at this point, if you're you're picking guys, I mean, you're just plugging and playing. I mean, you can make an argument for every every person in the secondary, including the two guys that's the starting corners. You can make an argument about them and their play this season. So I just think that everybody just needs to get better. But I, I do think that they need to implement more zone and cover too, because I don't think they have to I understand the whole man, man to man coverage and all that kind of stuff when you got two corners that can shut down the field, so to speak. But I think the Saints need to play more zone and cover too. I think it kind of helped them. And if you notice, I mean, like I said, the, the corners and the safeties were always around the ball. Like that play that Hawkinson caught the ball down the field, that should have been an interception by Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, you know, the the pass that that uh Matthew Stafford threw to Hawkinson for the two-point conversion, that should have been an interception by Malcolm Jenkins. So this cover two and this zone that they were playing, they were always around the ball. And if you're always around the ball, there's still opportunity for you to catch an interception. If P-Rob is healthy, he can still ball, especially at the nickel position. Yeah, man, look, I know he played yesterday good on the outside, but I ain't trying to see this every week. I ain't trying to see this every week. I think a lot of... I think a lot of what they did, they weren't expecting the Saints to play them the way that they did. And I think they caught the Detroit Lions off guard with the way they were uh, playing coverage. I mean, that's just a fact. But trust and believe, like, uh, <laughs> Anthony Lynn, he's going to be watching this tape, and he's going to be able to expose some of those matchups, man. So, ah, look, get those other guys back as quickly as possible. It was a good game. He did a good job. But I, I am – I, I'm not uh, happy about having PJ Williams and Patrick Robinson on outside for at least three to four games. You're not going to get the same result. Shout out to Patrick Robinson and PJ for showing up. Yeah, man. Like I said, that cover two, having the safety over the top, being an eraser, help them out a lot. Let them play with more confidence. So if they get beat, they know that a safety is back there to help them out. I will never forget when we played the Titans last year and CD uh, cracked the receiver's helmet, he smacked them so hard uh, for the fumble. CD is a until just needs polishing. Yeah, I, I think that with him, I think he's going to get better as as his career uh, starts to grow. I think he, he's playing a little bit more faster, but I feel like this was his best game. You know what I'm saying? Him being around the line of scrimmage and doing the little things. Tyra says, good morning, TJ. Who that, Tyra? What's going on? Uh, Jason says, I bet the Falcons beat the Packers tonight. Just watch. Uh, well, the whole world is watching and the narrative is, a, 
the narrative is out right now. Can you imagine like a Falcon fan yesterday? I know they, oh boy. I know they was in front of their computers. And as they watched the Detroit Lions score that two-point conversion to, to cut the lead to six, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and I'm pretty sure the Falcon fans were just waiting. Just like, just one more three and out. Just one more. Boy, they was ready, boy. They was ready to try to roll Saints fans. But it backfired because, you know, the Falcons going to Falcon and the Saints going to Saint. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Brady and Breeze are still good quarterbacks. Yeah, man. Like that, that, that's never in question. You don't learn how to, you know what I'm saying? You don't, I mean, you still got the same talent and abilities and stuff like that. There's no, no doubt about that. They said the Pro Bowl might not be played and push the Super Bowl back to replace makeup games for COVID-19. Well, if that's the case, um, they got to do what they got to do, man. The most the most important priority are the, uh, are the, uh, the fans and, and the players. Those are the most important uh, things. Uh, is it just me or since Dennis Allen have been our defensive coordinator, he loves to play bend but don't break, and it screws us a lot? I don't know, man. I think Rex Ryan called him the king of DPIs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was funny, man. Yeah, man, Dennis Allen, uh, his, his, uh, his, his technique, you know, and the way that he teaches technique is awful. You know, it, that's what's going to get him fired. Great win. But the three and long uh, conversion by the Lions was frustrating. The fourth eleven conversion was pathetic. Yep, yeah, it was. Like I said, you know, all those things, you know, get avoided when when you win, because that's all people care about. And this just this just uh, fits my argument. You know what I'm saying? This just validates my argument. Excuse me, it just validates it. I said it. I said nobody cares how you win. The only thing that matters is that you win. And nobody's talking about some of the shortcomings and what happened. But, you know, when I when I do it on the show, oh, man, you hate, we won. Let's bask in the glory. Somebody pop a bottle of rosé. Not me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, I mean, there's some criticism, you know what I'm saying, that I have in this game. For example, I know the Saints ended up winning this game. But Alvin Kamara, you know, on that halfback toss to seal the deal, why did he run out of bounds? Like, all you have to do when you get the first down, just slide. You keep the clock ruling, moving, right? You you keep the clock moving. So let's just say, for example, let's just say if the Detroit Lions had a timeout, right? Let's just say they had one timeout. And you know what I'm saying? He runs out of bounds. They can stop the clock one time. And that means that the New Orleans Saints would have to punt the ball back to the Detroit Lions. And anything can happen in that case. I mean, are you confident at the fact of what you've seen from the New Orleans Saints Secondary, that if Matthew Stratford don't throw the ball downfield and one of those safeties or one of those corners hit somebody prematurely and they throw a flag and they put the ball at the at the two or the one, like are you confident that the Saints will be able to get that victory? So I think that you know what I'm saying that's my one criticism of Alvin Kamara. Like something like I, I wish he would have stayed in bounds, just slid. You know what I'm saying? So the clock can continue to move. It's stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure the coaching staff going to talk to him after the game. You know what I'm saying? About that. But, yeah, stuff like that. And, like, those long conversions and stuff like that, not getting off the field. Uh, teams, uh, man, am I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I may be wrong. I'm trying to think if I am wrong. But I think every team this season on their opening drive scores seven points on the Saints. I mean, I know Tom Brady did. I want to say 
I want to say the, the the Raiders did too. I could be wrong. I know the Packers did. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like everybody first 15 is better than the Saints first 15 defensively. I just woke up, waking up to a Saints win. Chemistry with Sanders is coming along. Do you think when Michael Thomas return, will they still target Sanders or go back to what they know? Nah, I think they're going to start targeting Sanders too. I think they're going to start targeting him if they, if they know any better. Lions are a bottom five team. I disagree with that. They're not a bottom five team. They're not worse than the Jets. They're not worse than the Giants. Uh, they're not worse than the Bengals. Uh, so, no, they're not, okay? And they're not worse than the Cowboys, who I feel like is tanking right now. I think they don't want to sign back that Prescott and they tanking. I don't think they even wanted to beat the Falcons. I'm glad they did. <laughs> But I don't even think they wanted to beat them. I think they tanking for Trevor Lawrence. I think they want to be in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. That that's my that's my honest opinion. But I will say this: this may not be popular opinion, but I would take Dak Prescott. I would take Dak. I think that he would fit well. I, I like I like Dak Prescott. I think he's a warrior. I think he's tough. I think that if you put the right coaching staff around him, I think he'll be successful. I would take Dak Prescott. But he's not going to get the money that he thinks that, you know, he deserves. He's not. Uh, TJ, once Davenport is healthy, if, do you think Hendrickson will get most of the snaps since he played pretty well? On another note, Roach is playing pretty good. Yeah, man, Malcolm Roach, you got to come up with that fumble, man. And that was a selfish play by Malcolm Roach. That's another That's another uh, axe I got to grind. Let's pick the football up or fall on the football, okay? Don't try to play hero ball because when you try to play hero ball, it don't always work in your favor. Now, he probably would have got mad because, you know, they, they ruled uh, Matthew Stafford uh, pass as a forward pass. He would have got mad. He would have ran all the way down there. But at the same time, man, just follow on the football. You know, some things I understand you want to get up, scoop and score. But look out for the team and just fall on that football. And um, to answer your question about uh about Trey Hendrickson, about Trey Hendrickson, uh, Trey Hendrickson <laughs> – I'm, I've been saying this for, for years, man. Trey Hendrickson is a really good player. I remember I had a debate with somebody. Man, y'all going to leave me alone, man. <laughs> y'all going to leave me alone. I said Trey Hendrickson is, could be a starter on somebody's team. And I said, I said Trey Hendrickson is going to get paid to be a starter on somebody's defense on next year. Man, he, he a backup at best. Well, that backup is leading the team in sacks right now. <laughs> And you have to be honest in, in saying that if um you don't really miss Marcus Davenport right now because the way Trey Henderson was playing. So take that. And no, I wouldn't uh, move uh, Trey Hendrickson. I would make Marcus Davenport be a part of the rotation. I mean, look, Trey Hendrickson is playing really well right now. You can't seem to stay on the field. So why should the team put all their trust and hope in you when you have proven that you basically a China doll right now? And I understand guys get hurt, but – Teams can't count on you. They can't count on you to play. They can't count on you to be where you need to be. We are a tough team to beat in the month of October. Facts shows in the past. Uh, yeah, uh, that definitely shows. You know, I mean, Everett. Uh, shouts out to Everett, man, on the baddest uh, sports show in the deep south. Y'all following on Facebook. Uh, he said it, man. He was talking about it. You know, the, the Saints being a very, very dangerous team in October. My big brother EJ, who was on the show yesterday on the post game show. Uh, he talked about it a little bit. So, yeah, they're very, 
tough team, you know what I'm saying, in, 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 the, second, in the second quarter of the season. No doubt about it. Um, Lavelle Brown says, Sean Payton can't help himself sometimes. That second and one when he went for the big play and Breeze got sacked. Yeah, man, run a football. You know, run football. They couldn't stop you. Just run a football. Uh, the Raiders didn't score. Thank you for that, Miguel. Thank you. I appreciate that. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure, but um, yeah, I, I was saying for the most for the most part. But you're definitely right about that. I, I couldn't, I couldn't think. You know, what I'm saying if they actually scored or not. But you're definitely right about that. And I appreciate that correction, my brother. Uh, Buck says, TJ, uh, TJ, uh, what's your thoughts on a Bucks comeback win? Um, I think that's a good team win right there. Uh, that's a, that's a a, a morale uh, boosting win. You know, look, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing really well right now. Uh, I, look, you, you got to give credit what credit is due. Right now, they're playing like the best team in the NFC South. And even though the Saints actually got the victory, uh, the Buccaneers right now, the way that they're playing, if you're looking around the landscape of the NFC South, they are the best team right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about as far as the way that they play defense, even though it wasn't, they didn't show it yesterday, as uh, some of the decision-making. So I'm not going to knock them right now. Uh, they definitely deserve that three and one record, but I will say that the NFL is is doing them a favor by putting these teams up here that they have a better chance of winning against. Putting that at the beginning of the season and in the process, they're actually building chemistry. The NFL is affording the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to build chemistry at the same time going up against snake bitten teams, you know, and teams that the NFL feel like they would be successful against. So around midseason, when they, the, the schedule starts to get tough, when they start seeing the Packers and they start seeing the Chiefs and they start seeing other teams, you know what I'm saying, then they will be more prepared. So I think that the NFL did them a favor with the schedule making. And I'll be lying to you if I, I didn't think that Tom Brady had something to do with it. And look, I'm not going to discredit them. I mean, you you win the games that, that you need to win. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they found a way to win yesterday. But – Looking at their schedule, man, and looking at what the Saints schedule has been over the last couple of weeks and looking at what the what the Carolina Panthers schedule has been over the couple of weeks, you can tell it's not the same. But they built that schedule based on the fact that they understood that Tom Brady was going to come into the season uh, without, you know what I'm saying, without having chemistry. And I think they put that game against the Saints as a, you know what I'm saying, a, a, as a deflector. So you can always just go back to that game. Like, oh, man, your, 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 your argument doesn't have validity. They went against a team that, that won the most games in the first three years you know, in the New Orleans Saints. They started off against the Saints. But look at the rest of the schedule. So they did do them a favor, and I think they're going to get better from here because the NFL allowed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to have an easy schedule for them to figure it out on the field. A lot of people don't have that luxury. The first touchdown was on Marcus Williams. Uh, pass it off. Uh, he was still looking in the backfield on the 50-yard play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, he, he got to play better. I take Dak as well. Yeah, I like Dak Prescott, man. I ain't got nothing against Dak. want to see Jameis start for the Saints next year. Um, if he's good enough, if he's good enough, why not? You know, I think that he, he deserves a chance to compete. Now, I will say that, but, um, you know, I don't know. And the way that uh, Taysom Hill has been playing this season, I must say, folks, you know, like Jameis Winston uh, being the starting quarterback of the Saints seems more and more of a realistic thing. Uh, if, and it's a big if, Sean Payton and Breeze utilize all the tools we have on offense, 
we are going to be tough to stop. Uh, Joseph, that's a good point, but I do feel like we just need to put emphasis on running the football. I'm kind of over the whole passing game because I feel like the Saints kind of moved on from that. Uh, I think that the way that this team is structured, and if you look at, like, look no further than Andrews Pete five-year contract, and I think we need to understand this. Andrews Pete signing a five-year deal was based on the fact that Andrews Pete is a better run blocker than he is a pass blocker. I'm going to say that again. His five-year deal was based on the fact of him being a better run blocker than a pass blocker. And you're probably asking yourself, well, TJ, why would they sign Andrews Pete if he's a much better run blocker than a pass blocker if the Saints, all they do is throw the football? That's a very good question because they're looking towards the future when Drew Brees isn't here. The best friend of a young quarterback is a good defense in the running game. That's the reason why they got Cesar Ruiz. That's the reason why they're going to sign Ryan Ramchick. That's the reason why, you know what I'm saying, they signed Andrews Pete to that five-year deal. It's because the Saints are going to put more emphasis on running the football until the young quarterback that they have gets more comfortable with passing the ball. And I think it's a good idea. You know, you may not like Andrews Pete, but he's a better run blocker than he is a pass blocker. And I know what you're thinking, like, well, how does that service the Saints this season? Well, I hate to say it, but it doesn't. It does not. PJ and Ken should have been gone years ago. Saints coaching staff is lazy. Uh, they have a stud and a cornerback named Key Washington Jr. Uh, who has balled out all, all season with three interceptions. Well, they don't want to use him uh, for whatever reason. They just don't want to use the guy. I would, you know, I would use him. I would take Dak too, plus he's from Louisiana. Yeah. Congratulations to Joe Burrow on his first win. Yeah, Joe Burrow throwing for 300 yards again, but they need to fix the offensive line. They're going to get that guy killed. Yep, Davenport to the bench. Yeah, I wouldn't say to the bench, but he he can be a part of the rotation, and I definitely want to take Trey, Trey Hendrickson out. I don't think Sean Payton's gotten a memo that when you put Taysom in the shotgun with Kamara and Taysom is going to take the ball predictable. Uh, yeah, man, if you're not going to add a passing element to – Taysom Hill's uh, package, then, <clears throat> excuse me, then just go ahead and 86 that. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and scratch that because everybody and their mama know that he's going to run the football. And I think that he's never going to try to get a ball off to Alvin Kamara because I think he's just so excited that his name get called, he wants to go out there and do something. But, I mean, I give him credit, man. On that last drive, I mean, he did get like eight yards, you know what I'm saying, to set up that Traquan Smith first down. Uh, we have to continue to spread the ball around like we did in the past. Colston, Henderson, Meacham, and Lance Moore. I know I'm missing somebody else, but defenses have to pick their uh, pick their poison. Uh, T, yeah, but like I said, I'm, I'm kind of over the passing game. I do feel like they need to spread the ball out. I agree with you, but I just feel like the Saints need to transition to a more run-dominant run dominant team. You know, I, I really do. They need to get uh, to three and two and heal up. Yeah, man, uh, first off, this is how you do it. Um, I, I'm not playing Michael Thomas in this game again. I'm not. I'm not, folks. Look, you got – I will have him come back after the bye week. And, look, we've seen this story before last year, right? Uh, Drew Brees missed five games. He came back in the game before the bye week. Look, man, just 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 go ahead and and not let the guy play. Just let him sit on the bench one more one more week. You have another bye week and have him come back after the bye week. That's, what, that's how I will handle Michael Thomas. 
All right. And if you have any of those other guys that, you know what I'm saying, that that are still hurt, like don't don't play them either. Okay. Just try to find a way to, you know, get better. Find a way to uh use some of these other guys the way that you get did against Detroit and uh keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Keep it moving. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. I will have Michael Thomas if he's back at practice, if he's still out there practicing, doing his thing, cool. I ain't got no problem with that. But uh don't have him playing this game against the Chargers when you have a bye week coming up. Please. Who that? Uh you can't kill a legend. Who that? Uh give these kids a chance. Uh it's studying their growth. We keep uh resigning dudes who have done nothing to show or belong on or belong on the field. But you put them out there because they know the playbook. Yep, lazy coaching. Lazy coaching. It's is easier to go out there and, and coach the guy that you know and be like, okay, man, this is, what I, this is what we're doing this week versus a young guy that can be everything you want him to be and more. Personally, I think uh, we're Tampa's kryptonite. Uh, they're playing pretty well. Uh, still want to see what they look like when they against great teams. Tom always looks great with trash teams. Kudos to them, though. Yeah, man, I ain't got no problem with the Buccaneers. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're doing a good job, man. Like, they're the best team in the South right now. I'm not even going to hate. Like, the Saints got a lot of problems, folks. They got a lot of problems. They need to fix this. And, uh, look, we can put the Band-Aid, you know what I'm saying? We can put the, you know, we can put the cheap uh, scotch tape uh, in a hole of the boat. You know what I'm saying? They'll keep the water out for a little while. But eventually, you know what I'm saying, when that water hit that adhesive, you know what I'm saying? It's still going to – the water's still going to come through the boat. The Saints still got a lot of problems with that nation. They still do. And um, I think we need to understand that, man. Tampa right now, they seem like they're, they're rolling. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're finding ways to win. The chemistry is starting to be there. They got really good linebackers. Uh, Levante David, defensive player of the month. So, look, I'm not going to knock those guys, man. They're doing a good job. The Saints, uh, they just have to focus on what the Saints do. And that's winning football. You got to keep winning. They got to stay. Not only are you in a race right now against Tampa, but Carolina is also two and two right now. Like we can't forget that now. They beat Arizona yesterday. So they're starting to reach their stride. And they're doing it without Christian McCaffrey, by the way. So, I mean, you got to keep winning. You, you, you got to keep winning. Uh, I just want to take out some time to say about damn time. Sean Payton and giving Murray the ball. We are clearly a better team when we run between the tackles. And that's what I said, man. I felt like anybody that was criticizing Latavius Murray and saying that he's not the answer and, you know, saying we miss Mark Ingram, I felt like you were judging Latavius Murray all wrong. It is hard for you to see what a guy has when a coach is not giving him opportunities to show you what he has. And um, I'm glad that he's getting this opportunity, man, because he's taking advantage of it. And um, I think that Latavius Murray is a very underrated running back. And I think everybody is starting to see why uh, he is, uh, you know, a really good running back. I think a lot of people are seeing that. So I think this will quiet the naysayers. And I think people need to understand Latavius Murray, when he's given the opportunity, he shows up. I see an improvement from week to week. The defense will come around. Most defenses against the league are struggling thus far. Look at around the league. The scoring is on a historic pace. Great win yesterday. Yeah, that's why I said, Jonathan, I don't, I don't know if you just tuned in, but I said it uh, uh, earlier in the show that if you look at teams like the Seattle Seahawks, uh, you know what I'm saying, like they're struggling. Uh, you look at teams like the Houston Texans, they're struggling, you know what I'm saying, defensively. So many teams around the league, 
I mean, they're in shootouts right now because, like I said, no offseason activities were taking place. And these guys weren't out there, you know what I'm saying, like getting themselves in shape. And there's only so much you can do. You probably go to the gym, work out, but it's nothing like going there and, and going to the facility and using some of their things, using some of the amenities that they offer in order to get your body into shape. Uh, so a lot of the defenses around the league are, are, are struggling. PJ played coverage uh, like he's social distancing. There's a couple of plays. Uh, if the Saints weren't playing cover two, I'm pretty sure that it would have been some big plays. So, like I said, kudos to the Saints coaching staff for for playing cover two and zone the majority of the game. Criminal calls on Azalone. Yeah, those, those were horrible plays. Very ticky tack. Uh, I, I think it's pretty obvious that the referees and the NFL do not like the Saints. I don't know if it's just some type of parody or something like that at this point. Uh, they just want to watch the Saints lose or they just want to keep on watching us say something on social media. Look, I understand that football is about entertainment and all that kind of stuff. You know, we get on social media and we bash these these, these the NFL and we bash the referees. Maybe that's what they're going for, man. Maybe that's what they're trying to do because it, it does really seem like they'd be analyzing the Saints game with a fine two comb here. It seemed like to me like they'd be looking through the microscope and every little play that the Saints do uh, is it, it, amplified and it, it follows up with a flag. You know, it's almost like when uh, Indomitian Sue was with the Detroit Lions and um, he was ranked as the number one uh, dirtiest player in the NFL. And Indomitian Sue was out there playing the game and anything that he does, if it, it looked more, if it looked more violent than it should, they were doing flags. Same thing with as trash as he was with Brandon Browner. I mean, Brandon Browner, what do you need? A couple more uh, holding penalties to be the most penalized cornerback in NFL history. And the NFL gladly obliged. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, they, they gladly obliged. They made sure that he got the, the you know what I'm saying, the recognition that he deserved for holding on to wide receivers. So it seemed like to me, like the narrative is, you know, the Saints get pass interference if they throw the ball down the field. And it seemed like that's what the referees do. It seemed like they're trying to hold on to that narrative. The ju- you know what I'm saying the, the you know the jury is out. You know what I'm saying they they know what's going to happen. They you know what I'm saying they they know that the Saints going to get past interference. So let me go ahead and do my part to make sure this team life is completely miserable. Uh, TJ, those PIs and illegal contact penalties are some crap. Yeah, uh, some cap. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Latavius and Kamara are top five uh, backfield duels in the NFL. I agree with that. Um, I think the only one that can kind of rival them right now, in, in my humble opinion, uh, is uh, Nick Chubb and, and um, man, what's the Kareem Hunt. I think that's the only ones that can rival them right now. Uh, we said we got to cut down those dumb penalties because the Zebras expecting us. They hate our guts. Yeah, I mean, they did cut down the penalties, man. I mean, what, there was like four penalties, 67 yards or something like that uh, versus like having over 100 yards in penalties. I mean, penalties are going to come, folks. They're going to come. Like like you playing like just perfect games every single week, I mean, that's not not going to happen, man. You're going to have penalties, but it's just best for you to try to keep them down. Pammy Whammy says – we don't have time to look at no one else in our division. If we continue to play the way that we have been playing, we will get bounced out of the playoff early. Key feeding Murray. Who that? Yeah, man, we got to focus on what we need to do, not the other teams. You know, 
Just keep winning. TJ, did you see how bad uh, Greenridge got smoked on that right side of the line and got a uh, breeze sack? Breeze was pissed. Uh, King Arthur, yes, I did see that, but I'm look, I'm not going, I'm not going to knock Greenridge for this, man. I mean, this guy got no right tackle snaps in practice. I'm pretty sure he didn't. Ryan Ramchick, I mean, he he's a start to finish practice guy. So, first off, Armstead went down. They put him on the left side. Then Ramchick went down, and he got put on the right side. So, I'm gonna give this guy the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna give. <laughs> I'm not gonna knock this man because. I'm pretty sure he, he came and he came in full uniform, but he wasn't expecting to play. You know, Ryan Ramchick don't miss games. Am I wrong? Has Ryan Ramchick ever missed a football game in the Saints uniform? I can't remember. Defense slipped at the end. Yeah, yeah, they did, man. But I think that that's why the Saints, you know, they need to run the football. It keeps the defense off the field. You know, less of the defense is better. <laughs> Sustain no drive so we don't have to see them. And don't ask them to do too much because you know they ain't going to bail you out at this point. Uh, I agree, Pam, uh, Pammy. Uh, Murray needs to have about 15 to 20 carries a game. Every game he gets the ball uh, four to five yards. Yeah, he averages about five yards a carry. Oh, yeah, I think he had like 16 carries. No, 14 carries in this game. He had 14 carries for 64 yards. So if uh, Kamara has 19, he has 14. I ain't got no problem with that. Um, Kamara is your featured back. He's your feature back, so he's supposed to get the majority of the carries. And Latavius Murray being his backup, yeah, that's a good look. Plus, Kamara is more explosive when uh, they feed Murray more. Yeah, man. Uh, right now, Alvin Kamara is the front runner for offensive player of the year. No doubt about that. Uh, if we would have had used the game uh, calling yesterday on Green Bay, we would have won a game. We started out the way, but play calling and controlling the clock uh, sucked against Green Bay. Yeah, but that's uh, Jamika. That's that's the reason why you make adjustments. That's the reason why you make adjustments. You go there and you watch the tape, and, and you tell guys what they done wrong, and you try to fix it, and then you apply that to your practice uh, routine during the week, putting emphasis on it, and that's what they did. A buck should beat the Bears Thursday. Think they have the edge? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Look, I understand Nick Foles is now the, the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears, and he did a good job. You know. <laughs> beating the Falcons, uh, bringing them back. I think what they was down, like, I don't know, 14, 15, probably more than that. Uh, but he ended up going in the game, uh, throwing three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. But I, I'm going to say something that may not be popular opinion, but it needs to be said. Uh, Nick Foles is the modern day, well, this guy's still playing in the league, but he's a younger version of Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's who he is. When the expectations are low, that's when he goes out there and performs. For example, when Carson Wentz went down, he tore his ACL, his LCL, his, his MCL, his NAACP, his FBI, his uh, CORE, his SCLC. Nick Foles came into the game, right? Nobody – look, everybody was just like, man, look, we just have a backup quarterback. As long as Nick Foles goes out here, man, does his best, that's all that matters, right? And Nick Foles went on this magical run all the way to the Super Bowl, being Super Bowl MVP. Nick Foles then gets a contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars as their starter, and he plays like hot garbage the entire time, right? So he ends up being the backup quarterback to Mitchell Trubisky out in Chicago. 
Send it on the bench, right? Mitchell Jabisky goes out there, plays absolutely horrible. They bring in Nick Foles against the Falcons, and the rest is history. And you can even talk about uh, the playoff game against Chicago, right? Uh, he comes into the game after Carson Wentz is hurt. Uh, he ends up playing really well against Chicago, very low expectations. Nobody expected the, the Philadelphia Eagles to win. They kind of backpedaled into the playoffs. They went up against the Saints, and they lost, right? He made the game competitive. It came down to a tipped interception, Marshawn Lattimore sealing the deal. So I say that to say this. When the game is on the line, when there are high expectations, Nick Foles does not deliver. I noticed the state of the Saints podcast, but it needs to be said. And since we talk about Tampa playing them, I think that it kind of coincides with the theme, the NFC South, whatever. But when he has very low expectations, he, he overperforms. So if you don't expect him to go out there and do anything, he goes out there and he balls out. But when you expect for him to do something, he lays an egg. Case in point on yesterday. So I expect Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears to not play well. I don't. I expect for them not to play well because, once again, I feel like he's the modern version of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a guy – you know, he understands his role, right? He just a, the guy that's, that's getting the team ready for Tua Takavaloa. He, he understands that. So he goes out there, he balls out, he plays with a lot of energy, a lot of passion. His teammates love him, but he understands he's not the guy. He understands that he's not the guy. He understands he's not the dude. And like I said, when the expectations are low, Nick Foles over delivers. When the expectations are high, he under delivers, you know? He the pressure, the, pr- the whole pressure of, of it all gets to him at times. Dennis Allen has to go, bro. Uh, tired of seeing poor technique in the secondary. If your corners are doing their job, we will see more cover sex. Yep, bad technique, man. And like I said, that's what's gonna get him fired. But I don't know, man. Sean Payton, man, Dennis Allen, he just got a special place in his heart for him. Let's go, Bears. I'll take all the help we can get. Laughing at TJ. Uh, but to the credit of the secondary, uh, if the line got pressure, corners have a better opportunity to take the ball away. Yeah, man, that's why it's very important for you to get pressure with your front four. And if you notice yesterday, the Saints didn't really do any blitzing. I think the Saints may have blitzed maybe a handful of times. And it, and it, and it bit them every single time. Uh, the play with Danny Am- Amendola, the, uh, they blitzed. Uh, the play down at the goal line when it was um, when Thomas Morstead put the ball at the one. Shouts out to uh, Benny Fowler, who is the the special team of, uh, MVP this season, by the way. Uh, but you know they they blitzed that time and it, it came back to haunt them. The Saints can't afford to blitz right now because it will cause PJ Williams and, and Patrick Robinson to be exposed. So they they definitely don't need to do that. But uh, I just feel like uh, he just teaches bad techniques. Real Talk Red says, why you got to laugh when you're talking about the Falcons? I mean, because they're a joke right now. Real Talk, shouts out to my guy, Real Talk, man. Y'all y'all check him out, man. He's a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, but does a really good job, man. He gave me an opportunity to be on the show a couple weeks ago. Really enjoyed myself. But Real Talk, I mean, they're laughing stock, my friend. I mean, <laughs> uh, they're pathetic, man. And honestly, have y'all seen any Atlanta Falcon fans in the chat lately? I haven't. Well, I'll take that back. I seen somebody say I rise up right before I got off the air last night. So I, I'm not going to like – you see a few of them, but they, they're not in droves 
infiltrating this page like they normally are, man. They, they, like, so that goes to show you right there, they're, they're a bunch of grandstanders. You know what I'm saying? There's a bandwagon hoppers, grandstanders. Uh, exactly right about that, TJ. Uh, they tried bounce back, uh, lost or coach yesterday. Um, who did the coach play? Who the coach play? Oh, yeah, Chicago. Chicago play Chicago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, man, the Colts are one of those teams, man, that, that are doing a really good job. Uh, I think that's the reason. I think the reason why Carson Wentz is struggling because Frank Wright is in Indianapolis. And Phillip Rivers, you don't know how many years he got left. So if I was the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, you trade up to get a quarterback, Jalen Hurts. It seems like you don't really trust Carson Wentz. If I'm Carson Wentz after Phillip Rivers retires, I would go up to Indianapolis because my, my success came when Frank Wright was my offensive coordinator. So that may be something that he may need to consider, uh, you know, as far as his future is concerned. TJ, what is our uh, base defense, 4-3 or 4-4? Four, four? Well, the Saints play a lot of 3-4 defense. You know what I'm saying? They play a lot of four linebacker sets, uh, even though yesterday they played 4-3 mostly. They play, a, they play a lot of dime. They play a lot of quarter. Um, play a lot of man, a lot of man, a lot, a lot of man, but, uh, they play, <clears throat> they play a mixture of everything, you know what I'm saying? But in most cases they, they run like three, four and you know what I'm saying? Like normally like the three, four that they play, you know, they might play with an extra line, you know what I'm saying? An extra safety that can serve as almost like a linebacker or something like that. But yesterday they played a lot of four, three, and I feel like they need to go that route. Okay. They play a lot of four, three zone. Uh, cover two, you know what I'm saying? Like they 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 played a lot of that, so that's what they need to do. Yeah, I mean they're not a three four team because I mean you don't have linebackers, you don't have enough linebackers to run sideline to sidelines. You see most of that three four uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and especially like when Dick LeBeau was there, they played a lot of three four, a lot of three four. But you got to have the runners, you got to have the linebackers to play three four, and the Saints don't have them, in my opinion. Uh, keep up the good work, uh, TJ Podcast, the dopest. Who that? JB Hustle, I appreciate that. Thank you for the $2, man. No birds are silent. Yeah, they, they're definitely silent. Uh, Cowboys, too. Look, I, I feel look, I feel like the Cowboys are tanking. I feel like they tanking. Real Talk Perez, uh, Dot, I giving you a shout-out. TJ, uh, that wheel route uh, to Kamara was a throwback, almost dropping a tear watching that play. Ball placement was on the money. Yeah, it, it definitely was. It definitely, it definitely was on the money. No, no doubt about that. And uh, that I, I talked about that. I don't know if I talked about it on the air or I talked about it like when me and my big brother uh, got off the air last night. That was a man. That was a dime. Like all Al Gamar had to do was all he had to do was this, and that ball was right there. Yeah, all, that's all he had to do. So, Falcons love to hate on other teams why they can't even remember how to recover an onside. Yeah, that's just awful, man. The Falcons are dead birds. Yeah, they they, they look pretty terrible. What up, Dada Saints? Uh, for some reason, I think uh, Atlanta going to take the pack tonight. Well, they need to, man. They, they desperate right now. They desperate. What, well, they 0-3, right? They go 0-4, man. We all know what that means, you know. Most likely, you're not gonna make the playoffs. Phillip Rivers got too many kids to retire. 
homeboy got to play till he turns 70. <laughs> yeah, but over the, over the, the course of time, Pammy, I mean, he's gotten uh, several big contracts, so he, he should be okay. And I'm pretty sure he has a lot of outside business ventures as well. So Saints Nation Falcons don't know uh, how to finish. Choke. Yeah. Game ain't over till the clock hit all zeros. Uh, who that family? Good win, but 27 playing like high garbage and all four games. He needs to get it together. He sucks. <laughs> well, Tyrone, uh, yeah, I think that Malcolm Jenkins, uh, he just needs to get better. Uh, but I will say uh, he did a better job yesterday. Them cowgirls, though. <laughs> Skill. And them cowboys. Mm-hmm. My goodness. But I will say, man, Cleveland Browns are much better than people giving them credit for. I think people are just used to, you know, those same old sad sack Browns. Uh, but that's a really good team. Uh, Stef- uh, Stefanski, uh, being their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, uh, who came over from the Minnesota Vikings, He's a good offensive mind, and I like the way that he's using, uh, you know, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. Man, Jarvis Landry, uh, <laughs> Jarvis Landry got a better arm than Baker. Man, he threw that thirty-seven yard touchdown to Odell Beckham. Man, he he launched that like, and he put it like in the back of the end zone. I'm like, my goodness, and maybe he's doing the wrong thing. He launched that. Uh, Lavelle says Saints almost approaching the record for most games without allowing a hundred yard rushes. Yeah, man, they they doing a good job. They definitely doing a good job. Uh, working, bro. I'm a truck driver myself. I'm riding and listening. Yeah, shouts out to Dada, man. In his truck, man. You be safe out there on that road, my brother. Uh, Keen Arthur says, I think we should play more nickel, 335, uh, to take away the middle and keep two safeties over the top. Uh, I ain't got no problem with that. I ain't got no problem with that, but. My only issue is with the linebackers, in the, you know what I'm saying, in the, in the three linebacker set that you're talking about here, Keen Arthur, because there's not many linebackers that can cover on this team. I think the only one that really can cover well, uh, you, know, you can give Azalone. Azalone do okay. And uh, I think that Demario Davis does a really good job. So uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, but I do think that the Saints should always have a safety over the top because they, their cornerback's not good enough. You know what I'm saying? I know they play a lot of man. And I get it, you know what I'm saying? But if if that man get beat, if he gets beat, man, like it's going to be, man, it's going to be toast all game. You know what I'm saying? So I think they need to play a lot of, you know, safeties over the top. I think the Rams didn't allow a rusher for like five seasons, if I'm not mistaken. Saints are uh, on like their third. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I think you're talking about uh, the awesome foursome or something like that, if I'm mistaken. Like, I, I can't uh I can't think of I can't think of that name. Maybe the awesome foursome was the uh was it was it the Rams? Wait, with Deacon Jones and them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah, they they yeah, they were pretty tough. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was the Rams, the awesome foursome. Uh if Kamara keeps this up, Madden will have uh to up his rating from an 88. Oh, he had 89 now. Uh, he turned into 89 last week. So he went up one. And I'm pretty sure he's about gonna be a 90 at the end of this week. Is anybody like anybody? Uh, I feel like this. I, I feel I really truly feel like this. Anybody that bought Madden, I know this don't have anything to do with the state of the Saints. And some people that's not gamers probably I'm probably about to lose you right now. But anybody that playing Madden or Two K Twenty One on the Xbox or the or the PlayStation Four, I feel like you should automatically, if you were to purchase 
if you were to purchase the the Xbox series or the PlayStation five, I think you should automatically get those games because they phoned it in. Okay. These games are the same exact games from last year. So I understand like there is a package, like if you buy like the deluxe package from Madden or the deluxe package from 2k, then you will get a free, you know, version of the game. Like if you were to get to upgrade Xbox or PlayStation series, but I think everybody should get it because they they definitely phoned it in, you know. Yeah, Saints uh, said, uh, "Yeah, you're right, TJ. It's the awesome foursome. Yeah, man, with uh, Deacon Jones in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That, I, I was because I was like, man, I, I seen that on a football life. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm I like documentaries. You know what I'm saying? I like uh, hearing and learning about historical events. So yeah, they, I know. You know what I'm saying? They was a really good defense. You know." Taysom Hill rated not good. It shouldn't be. He, and Taysom Hill is playing off, awful this season. He needs to pick it up. I think Jenkins being there has actually made our defense take a step back into time. Uh, those young guys aren't playing at the high level uh, they had been. feel like maybe having Jenkins back, uh, they're calling shots and don't have the same sense of ownership like they build that defense. The chemistry just not the same. Even Davis not playing as hard as he was. I disagree with that about Demario Davis. I don't know if you. I mean, <laughs> Demario Davis. Did you? I mean, it's hard to take down Adrian Peterson by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Ask Ask Marcus Williams. <laughs> Demario Davis is doing a good job this season, man. Look, I understand. Like we're not hearing his name called this often, and maybe because the Saints were losing, but Demario doing a good job. I'm, look, I ain't about to put that on Demario, man. Look. Uh, I'm, I'm looking. Let me look at the Mario Davis's stats. He had five tackles. He had four solo tackles. And he had one tackle for loss. That's pretty doggone good. But be that as it may, that the Saints controlled the time of possession and had the ball for 13 minutes more. And do you understand? That's eternity in real time. That's the eternity. So for him to have five tackles, four solo in a game where the Saints had the ball for 13 minutes, T, I, I have to say that you know he did an outstanding job. You do get those games for free. Uh, what, what games? Oh no, yeah, you get the you get the game for free if you have the deluxe package. If I'm not mistaken, Josh, I know you get them, but you have to not just get the standard package. You got to get like, I think you got to get another one. But I could be wrong because I got an Xbox One. I mean, I don't know if you have a PlayStation or something like that. Maybe the rules are different. But the stipulation was you had to get one of the deluxe copies in order for you to be able to get it on the Xbox series when that comes out. Saints Nation says, I could, uh, <laughs> I wish I could return that garbage. Man 21 is so bad. And it be glitching, you know, and it be glitching. But, I mean, Madden has been the same way for a long time, but when you don't have any competition, I mean, you don't have to stand out. You don't, you don't have to stand out. You can just keep on putting the same old thing on the field. Because, I mean, they already got a contract with EA. Once again, I know I'm losing some of the State of the Saints podcast, uh, you know, listeners, because I'm talking about video games. But um, I just think that you don't have any competition. It's, you know, you, you can kind of just phone it in. And I feel like it's the same way, right? I mean, I got their head on WWE, right? WWE, I'm a huge wrestling fan. With wrestling, with wrestling, man, you know, They've been on top for years. WCW has been gone, and for years they've just been on the game in town. So they were able to do all these different things, and now you have AEW that comes in, 
And uh, they AEW been slapping them around on Wednesday nights. So uh, I just feel like if they had like some competition and 2K was allowed to make NFL games, which I don't understand why you would you would think that the NFL would be trying to make as much money as possible. So why wouldn't you want to give your rights to both uh, game, you know what I'm saying, game gaming companies, right? You, you'll be making money on both sides. I can tell you why, because EA is so desperate to keep the NFL. They're, they're so desperate to keep them because they know if 2K gets their hands on any of these NFL games, it's over for them. Nobody will ever buy Madden anymore. You'll just be buying Madden for nostalgia because it definitely wouldn't be uh, because they have the better game. 2K is a much better, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, they're a much better franchise than than Electronic Arts. TJ, you getting that uh, Series X and PS5? Uh, chosen, if I do, it's going to be later on down the line, man. Um, look, man, me and my wife, man, like y'all know, we already just purchased, you know what I'm saying? We purchased the house, and, you know, they're they in the process of building it right now. And, uh <laughs> Look, those five hundred dollars, those five hundred plus dollars, you know what I'm saying, can go towards uh, getting some furniture, or getting a table, or something like that. Right now, me and my wife, uh, we're trying to save every dime that we have, man. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to save money to try to furnish our house when the opportunity comes. So, I don't see an Xbox or a PlayStation Five in my future anytime soon. Of course, y'all already know Paxton, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he's starting to figure out what a video game is. Uh, he likes. You know what I'm saying? Watching me play the video game and he likes to, you know what I'm saying, play with the uh the controller. So I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to get one down the line for him. But um as of right now, I don't see that in the future, man. Me and my wife trying to get things together. And I think that if I was to come home with an Xbox or uh, a PlayStation 5, I would have to sleep in my car for a couple of weeks. And uh, you know, I like my bed. You know what I'm saying? I like, I, my, I'm getting a little old. I can't sleep on the couch and I can't sleep in my car, mess around and have my back hurting. So I don't think I'm going to have an Xbox no time soon. Uh, Jamaica says, Justin Herbert, your thoughts? Uh, Justin Herbert is one of those guys who uh, I got a lot of respect for. Um, Justin Herbert could have easily been the first pick overall uh, coming out um, year before last. But he decided to stay at Oregon for another year, even though some of the critics were like, oh, he's just afraid to leave home because he's actually from Eugene, Oregon. He never left Eugene. Right. He was born and raised there. He went to Oregon, which located in Eugene. And finally, he leaves after he gets drafted, goes to Los Angeles. And a lot of people just thought, uh, well, maybe Justin Herbert just doesn't have it. You had a lot of questions about his leadership skills. But what I see is a guy who has a really good deep ball. I I see a guy that's a gamer. I see a I see a guy who's not afraid to make mistakes. And he has amnesia. You know, when he goes out there and he makes mistakes, he doesn't let it get to him. He, He is right now. Justin Herbert reminds me a lot of Andrew Luck, you know, and I, I hope that he doesn't sustain like the type of injuries that Andrew has, but he, he, he kind of built of the same stuff as Andrew Luck. And I got a lot of respect for the kid. I, I thought that we would be seeing him twice a year. I thought the Carolina Panthers would have ended up trying to get him, um, but I'm glad they didn't. And he's going to be one of those guys that you hear about uh, pending that he stays healthy uh, for years to come. So that, that's my thoughts on him. Really good quarterback. Got a lot of respect for the kid. Think he has a lot of promise. Uh, I just bought a house, and my wife pregnant with our second child. Have to hold off on a PS Five for now. And you understand what I'm saying, Mike? <laughs> Mike, you 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 get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, like, that's the most important priority right now. You know, in my life right now is uh, making sure that you know we have the things that we need. 
Okay, that, that's the reason why, you know, uh, you know, I just try so hard. You know what I'm saying? I make sure that I'm always, you know what I'm saying, at the station. You know what I'm saying? I'm always doing outside ventures. You know what I'm saying? I'm interacting with sponsors. And not to mention, you know what I'm saying, you all, you know what I'm saying, donating to the show as well. That's that's extremely helpful as well. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just try to do do what I can because everything that I'm doing is for the, the advancement of me and my family. You know what I'm saying? That's the most important thing. Uh, when I was a kid, I probably would have ran out here and got that PS5. Okay. But when you got a son who has daycare and you got to pay that every week and you got bills and then on top of that, man, you're about to go into a, a completely different world where you have to pay like housing insurance and mortgages and stuff like that. Like, you know, that, that kind of stuff ain't really that important anymore. I know this is a sports show and I know we kind of drifted off, but y'all know how it go, man. We family here. We talk about more than just same football. Sometimes it drifts off in a different direction. Uh, Chosen says, love the team player, uh, Murray. Uh, he don't complain, and he balls. Uh, you barely hear him in the media. He shows up and do his job. Hope he gets more reps game day. Uh, I feel like he's going to break out every run. Yeah, I think that Sean Payton is starting to trust him a little bit more, and that's a good thing. And also seeing him pet, catch a pass, uh, which is a good thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that he would be out there if, if Sean Payton didn't believe he can actually – uh, throw the football. I mean, catch the football, excuse me. So I, I, I like what I saw. Uh, I drive trucks overnight and I always listen to you and Big Q. Y'all always have great content. I appreciate that, Miguel. And uh, shout out to all the truck drivers out there. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the truck drivers out there that's doing y'all thing, man. Y'all on that road. And um, thank y'all for listening, man. Y'all be y'all be careful out there. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to you. Yes, sir. I can see Herbert and Burrow for a long time in NFL. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Tyra said, that's what a real man does, TJ, kudos. Yeah, there's nothing more important to me than my family. Uh, I would do anything for my family. And, uh, man, that, that's just it. You know, it's funny, like, how your priorities change as you get older. The things that you think were the most important things in your life, they end up, like, just being so irrelevant. Especially, like, when you get married and have a child. You know, I mean, it just changes, man. There's, there's nothing more important to me than that. All right. So, I mean, I do the State of the Saints podcast. I love it. I'm passionate about it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, together, you know what I'm saying? We built a great platform. We, we built, like, I, I use the word we because it's true. You know what I'm saying? We built a great platform together. Um, the passion that I have and the passion that you have, we made this show successful. You know what I'm saying? We made uh, an environment where people from the outside can come in and give their take on the Saints and feel good about it. And we also like, we also built this show together. Like I may be the one, you know, talking behind the mic, but you know, the same people, you know what I'm saying? I see all the time that come in here, man, you're just a part of the show. I mean, your words and what you comment, I mean, I read. So it's just as if you're here in the studio with me. So we built something here, but you know, the, the most important priority is my family. And like I said, that's, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, I just love doing, you know what I'm saying? Just, providing and doing my part for them uh let the plant workers get some love to all the pipe uh fitting and welding yours truly yeah chosen man shots out to you too man you know always got the hard hat on you know what i'm saying putting in that grind I, I i appreciate you man shots out to all the plant workers uh people that's working offshore uh you know what i'm saying the hairdressers i think towering uh, you know what I'm saying the building you know what i'm saying hairdresser uh Shouts out to everybody out there, man. Once that the, the nine to fivers, man. Shouts out to the people that's out of work as well, man. You know, uh, dealing with COVID nineteen. You know, I mean, shouts out to everybody. You know, 
Keep on doing what you're doing. Keep grinding. Keep believing. Uh, what you think the Saints uh, play the Chargers on Monday Night Football? What you think the score is going to be? Uh, Bucks, uh, give me a chance to uh, just kind of just take a look at that. Now, I'm not trying to deflect anything, my brother. Uh, I guarantee I'm going to have a prediction towards the end of the week. But let me just go ahead. <laughs> I just read one of the comments. Uh, but let's just go ahead and like kind of just break it down first, and then I'll give you an answer, man. But I, I, I don't want to just give you an answer. Uh, just based on the fact that, you know, you're just asking me because it's, it's not genuine. It's not coming from a real place. I'll just be giving you a score. But I, I have you at the end of the week, Bucks. Uh, can't wait to see you grow, TJ. I love this podcast. You're one of the only ones that are so real on shows like this. No sugarcoat, no BS. Say how it is. Great job. Uh, Saints Nation, thank you so much. And I, uh, I, <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm just being, you know, naive or something like that. But I already feel like we have grown. I don't I don't look at like YouTube subscribers and look at it like, OK, you know, what I'm saying like I have these many and I got four thousand YouTube subscribers and other people got fifty thousand. Like I, I feel like I've grown because I didn't think I was going to get this far doing this podcast. I mean, it it all started from me being mad at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game and me just placing it and, and you know, what I'm saying just, just placing it online because I was upset and I, I played it back and I thought it was funny. And uh it's turned into a show, you know what I'm saying? It's turned into a, you know, successful podcast. So I already feel like, as naive as that sounds, I already feel like this, this show has grown, has grown. Anything else outside of what I'm doing right now would just be icing on the cake. I mean, do y'all understand, like, what we've done? Like, we talked to three Super Bowl champions. We talked to every Saints beat writer. We talked to Steve Weiss from the NFL Network. Like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> like, look, I mean, everything else is like icing on a cake. So if if people like are not looking at some of those interviews or they're not knowing what the state of the Saints podcast is and the work that we put in to make this show successful, like shame on them. You know, <laughs> like shame on them because this is some really great content, man. From the callers that call in, who that Davis, uh chosen, uh Jared Poor, uh, Optimus Grind. I mean, <laughs> they missing some great content, man. They missing some great content. Josh and Jesus, my guy. I mean, <laughs> shame on them if, if they if they if they not checking out the State of the Saints podcast because like we in the building. Uh, TJ, when you get a chance, send me a link so I can get some of the uh, unapologetic gear and the State of the Saints podcast gear. Also, uh, can't be uh, a guest in the unapologetic podcast as well, my man. A jack of all trees. Yeah, the Unapologetic Podcast, for those that don't know, it's kind of like my pop-up shop podcast. Anybody that knows me, I do things all passion. I do things all passion, man. I do this I do this show every day because I'm passionate about the team. Unapologetic Podcast, I do that as almost like a pop-up shop type podcast because I only do it when I'm like motivated to do it, you know? Um, so it is a good podcast, man. I, I enjoy doing it. If, if you want to like see like a different – side of me i guess you know what i'm saying it don't really involve sports but just talking about life in general uh you know what i'm saying just just politics uh you know what I'm saying pop culture just stuff like that relationships marriage i think you'll like the show you know uh, check it out tell me what you think i haven't done a show in a while i think the last time i did i was actually i was recently a guest on a, a fellow a co-worker of mine um she comes her show comes on directly, uh, immediately following mine here at the radio station. I was on her show. I had a really good time with that. 
Uh, but Unapologetic Podcast has always been my baby. And um, it's actually the sweatshirt I got on right now. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's the sweatshirt. You know, you rarely ever see, like, honestly, you rarely ever see me, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, and stuff that, you know, I, I, I have, haven't created. You know what I'm saying? Like, the hats that I have on, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the hoodies, you know? So, yeah, but it, it's my baby, though. No, no doubt about that. Uh, Brianka says, I've been watching you since last year. I run to your channel before and after the games and during the week. And I appreciate that. I, I thank you so much. I thank y'all so much. Real talk. I thank y'all so much for your love and your support. I really do. I found your show and have been hooked ever since. Love when I can catch it and comment. Uh, you answer most of my questions and I learn all I learn all from everybody else's comments too. Just love it. Yeah, most of the time if I if I don't answer somebody's comments because it's, it's because like the comments are going pretty fast. But I try to answer as many as I can. I know some people are hitting me up in the inbox, man. You don't never answer my questions. You don't never answer my questions. Like it's not not personal at all. Chosen says, when will uh you be on NFC South versus NFL again? Well, I was supposed to be on Tuesday. That's supposed to be on tomorrow. That's supposed to be on tomorrow. Um, I don't know though. Um, I think uh, shouts out to Mike. I think uh, his son has a football game. And shouts out to his son. I think his son had like three touchdowns last week. Boy, his son a pop on a beast. But um, yeah, we're supposed to do it tomorrow. So uh, I'll be on there. But you know, uh, man, it's just man everything that's just going on, man. Like from being a father, uh, from the growth of this podcast. Like, I'll never forget about the NFC South versus NFL, man. I'm not just saying that as lip service, uh, but it's just the fact that I just I don't I just can't commit to it like doing it every week anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because of all the things that I got going on now. You know, so I definitely, you know what I'm saying, I'll be on there. Uh I was supposed to be on that Tuesday. I was supposed to talk to the guys. We'll probably pick out a day. And um also on Wednesday, man, y'all check it out. We got uh Mike Detilia on the show. Got him on there. So I'll come back tomorrow, uh, late on this week, to tell you what time. But uh, Mike, to tell you, he is coming back on the show, and we're going to be talking about the offensive line, one of his favorite topics. Uh, TJ and Deuce and NOX, that's all my favorite, man. Shouts out to all the great Saints podcasts, man. Yeah, uh, shouts out to uh, Deuce Wenham, um, Elias Ross. Um, shouts out to NOS podcast, man. I mean, he does a good job, too. Good kid, man. I, I see that guy working for the Saints, man. He just started college. Um, I can see him working for the Saints, man, him fulfilling my dreams. Uh, uh, Shouts out to the Crips. He says, you missed my Super Chat. I, I, look, when I was laughing a few minutes ago, that was from your Super Chat, and I, <laughs> and I heard what you said. You said, we enemies now. I seen that, the Crips. So, shouts out to the Crips for donating $2. I guess, like, when I started talking, I was talking about Justin Herbert. And uh, your your comment came across there, and I just started laughing, and I, man, I kind of forgot about it. But thank you for the two dollars to Crips, that was funny. That's why I, that's why I started laughing in the middle of my statement. Uh, how do we join the Unapologetic Podcast? Uh, I send the link. I, I send the link to the uh, to the Unapologetic Podcast. Uh, you can check it out, man. Tell me what you think. Uh, if you like it or not, um, this is what I'm doing right now. Logging into uh, Facebook. And uh, what I do is I put the link in the description. I put it in there so everybody can check it out. Like I said, it's it's a it's a podcast about just life. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like we talk about all different types of things. I was supposed to do a show with my friends. Uh, I was supposed to do one with them, and we were supposed to be talking about 
Deion Sanders uh, joining our alma mater as the head coach of Jackson State University. We were supposed to be talking about that, but uh, SEC came back, and uh, one of my boys, shouts out to Mike Walls, is a huge Georgia Bulldog fan. He's not missing the Georgia Bulldogs. I just put the link down in the comments. Y'all check it out if you if you're into that type of stuff. You tell me what you think. And um, that is one of the shows where, you know, I invite everybody on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would like to talk to I, – I, I, I just like to talk to real people, you know what I'm saying, when, when I'm doing that show. Not on there, you know what I'm saying, for, you know, just to have a whole bunch of people on there, you know what I'm saying, a whole bunch of famous folk and all that kind of stuff. That's like my baby. That's like almost like the show I have when I'm, I'm venting or something like that. Because, like I said, I only do it when I'm really passionate behind doing it uh mike d is the man uh dude knows his stuff uh yeah shouts out to uh yeah shouts out to mike the t man shouts out to him man like i felt so bad because the last time i was on the show i booked him at 10 and i booked mike triplet at 10 30 and he was ready to talk like he was like really ready to talk and get you know what I'm saying and expound on uh you know what I'm saying the new Orleans saints but i i was like cutting it really close and like I said, I, I wanted to get that interview with Mike Triplett. So, but I, I'm, he's definitely coming on the show Wednesday. Y'all make sure that y'all be on the lookout for that. Uh, who's that victory uh, yesterday? We just uh, need to continue doing the run club, open up the passing between uh, two-dimensional. Gives us a chance to win games. Yeah, Ramsey, it gives us an opportunity to win games. Uh, it, it keeps the defense guessing. It keeps them honest. Uh, it gives them opportunity to uh, be able to run between the tackles, uh, it spreads out the defense, so everybody wins. And this is the last one, then we're going to get up out of here. It says, people were saying Breeze can't throw the ball down the field. He's weak and stuff. But TJ, has Breeze ever been an Aaron Rodgers or Brad Farr? Uh, uh, he's been a surgeon his whole career. That's a that's a good point, Saints Nation. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people said that, you know, him throwing the ball down the field, he can't throw the ball down the field. Um, I was actually – one of the people that said that he couldn't throw the ball down the field consistently, you know, so I said consistently throw the ball down the field. I got to make sure I say that. Uh, but, um, I, you know, like I said, I said this before also. If the Saints are going to go to the Super Bowl, Drew Brees gives them the best opportunity to win. Look, I like James Winston. He has a strong arm, and I think he has a promising football career. I don't look at James Winston's career as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer and just say that it's over with. And he has nothing left. I think he has a bright future, but let's let's not get this twisted, folks. Unless something catastrophic happens, as Drew Brees just goes out there throwing more picks than Razor Ramon, that is the only way you're going to see Jameis Winston. Unless Drew Brees ends up getting injured, that's the only way that you're going to see Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is not coming in the game. All right, he is not coming in the game. You will not see Jameis Winston unless Drew Brees gets hurt. Period. You know. Uh, <laughs> It just it, it just what it is, man. Drew Brees would have to have, I mean, Drew Brees would have to fall off Mount Everest in order for Jameis Winston to come into this game. But I want to say thank you very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you for all those uh that have commented. Thank you for all those that have liked and shared this video. And for those that are new to the channel, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast, Facebook.com, search the state of the saints podcast and you can check out the state of the saints podcast the audio podcast on itunes spotify and iheartradio.com thank you so much 
You enjoy the rest of your day, evening, and night. Let's enjoy this Saints Victory Monday. And like always, all I got to say is,